Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. So I haven't had to do this yet. I've never had to bleep anything in the intro, but holy f***. <laughs> the Patreon has been going for, I believe, four days, and we are already past our first goal, and we are about ready to pass our second goal. It's hey, so yeah, awesome. Yeah. You know, you put it well the other day off mic, um, just talking about expectations for just anything we do, and especially as theater people, you know, you, know, you invite 50 of your friends to come see a show you're in, and you expect... Okay, five of those people are going to show up and we're, you know, in that headset too. You know, most of us have done that kind of thing. We kind of know that level of expectation and this is just so far above yeah. what we anticipated. So thank you, everyone. My yeah, God. guys, you guys are so great. So we've got our first list of shout outs. We will try to do this uh, once a month. Uh, we will mention all of our new uh, patrons. Uh, so here we go. Uh, Alex from Canada. Amanda S., uh, who is a friend of the show, she was with us at Gen Con. Anthony C., I should mention, I guess, I'm not saying people's full names, because all of a sudden I thought, oh, I don't know if I should say people's full names, and I guess that's something we'll figure out later. Yeah. Uh, if anyone's upset that your full name was not said, let me know, and I will be happy to say your name again. We got Strom. We have Vitz, who uh, some of you have seen on the live stream. She plays uh, the Monster of the Week game with us uh, on there. We've got Benjamin B. We've got Cademan. We've got Aaron P., who I believe is my brother. Is your brother. I think he's the man who trained Ori how to surf, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got LSG, a good friend of ours from Indiana State. We have Gavin and Nathan, part of the UGA crew. We have Holly G. also from ISU. We have JF. We have Joe M. That M is for muscles. We have John M. We have John W., who is our chosen. We have Jose. We have Kevin A. We have Leaf who has a baller full name. I'm not going to say it just in case, but I'm totally going to steal it for an NPC later. <laughs> we have Tussle Sprout. We've got Hewlett. We've got Matt, my original game master. Uh, we have we have Josie. We have Megan S., who is one of our most vocal supporters on Twitter and who made us the wonderful, I'm going to use the wrong term, is it Needlepoint that's on our wall? Crochet? Uh, I think Needlepoint. I do know that it's not crochet. I don't know a lot. <laughs> But I do know it's not crochet. I thought it was watercolor. I don't know art. Uh, we also have the folks over at Project Nerd. They are a great website uh, for all things nerdy. They do movie reviews. They go to cons. Uh, there's a lot of cosplay photography posted there. Uh, we also have Sarah from our time at ISU as well. So thanks again uh, for everyone who has decided to sponsor us. Uh, we hope you well, we hope you like what uh, is coming your way in the next couple of weeks this month. And uh, gosh. A couple more sponsorships, and we will be adding a third day of Hero Salad to the month. <gasps> <laughs> 
She's like, what? I hadn't heard about this. <laughs> I didn't sign on for this. I don't have I don't, time for that. I don't, I, don't, I don't read Patreons. In other news, uh, on the 25th, Friday, we're going to do Tass's live stream again. Uh, so if you are on Twitch and you want to join in and watch the End of Days crew try to deal with the apocalypse that, uh, well, one of the team may have accidentally caused, yep. uh, that'll be on the 25th. At 8 p.m., that is a Friday, uh, Eastern Standard Time. And for all of those who think that my voice is actually just Rev doing another voice, I'm actually going to be there this time. Although you will notice that TJ and I never talk at the same time, so maybe he's not real. Maybe it's Rev in an elaborate mask this time. Well, now i got to make that happen. <laughs> God, one Just of those a, creepy, super lifelike yes. TJ masks. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, no, I changed my mind immediately. Can we all get them, please? <laughs> yeah. Just everybody in a TJ mask. Uh, we had a great time. Uh, yesterday, we spent some time with the portrait dude uh, doing a photo shoot. We had all three of the guys in costume this time, uh, and we also had a villain, uh, and we also had a dog. So it was a good time. We'll release some of those pictures soon, uh, and some of those will be Patreon-exclusive. Um yeah, unless anybody's got something else, I think it's time to let the recap roll. TJ, describe what you have created. It's a sleigh that is robotic reindeer-powered. I've set up a, a password to start it, though. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donder and Blitzen! And the engine roars to life. So you guys come cresting over this hill in this rocket-powered sled. And you come crashing down as you ramp over this hill onto an igloo. And three people scatter out and they see you. And two of them draw very long swords. And the third one looks like she's starting to cast a spell. The sky starts to light up and you can tell that there is fire coming from somewhere. And it's starting to form in the sky. So as you raise the Electro Blaster, this swordsman sees what you're getting ready to do, and he takes the sword away from Tass's neck and throws it at you. Uh, you take two points of damage, and it pins you to the ground. Okay, how the hell do we get TJ somewhere safe without killing him? Is this you teleporting us? Or at least just teleporting him, and I can drive the rig back? Uh, I hesitate to leave you alone when we know that there's a vampire on the loose right here. Yeah, fair. Uh, and now I'll try to teleport us back to headquarters. You appear on the ground. It is very soft and plush, and it's warm. And you start to look up, and you're in Strom's foyer. Well, boys, I was just thinking about calling you. So here we are in Strom's foyer, the three of you in a pile on the floor. And she is standing there looking very much like her old self, looking down at you. Here's a question. So that sword was sticking through me into the ice, I assume, right? Pinning me down. So now is it in her very lush, expensive carpet and floor? Yes, it is. Oh, God. Uh, well, okay. That's probably for the best since it's holding in your innards at the moment. Mm -hmm. It seems like you boys are in need of some assistance. Uh, yes. This one's on the verge of death. Hmm. Don't suppose you can do anything about that, can you? Oh, I can do any number of things for the right price. Whoa, what is happening? Who the hell is this? Oh, this is the woman whose home we broke into to steal your soul, Strom. Strom, this is Tass. You had him in a jewel. Oh, so you're the one that all the fuss was about. I... Hardly seems worth it now looking at you. I... Ha I... Oh. Okay. Oh, I'm down on the floor. Snap. What is the price to fix him? Well, what have you got to offer? What do you want? Hmm. And she kind of looks up in the air for a moment. I have a set of coins, and I would like to exchange one with you. And she pulls out two coins, and each one has six small crystals inlaid in them, and all 12 of these crystals are glowing. 
When you take possession of this coin, you will owe me six truths. I can ask you six questions, and I will bond this to you so that you have to answer them. And then I will have this coin, and I will owe you six truths. Okay. And in exchange for that, I will heal your friend. I'll look at, like, Tass. Yes, I mean, we don't have any pressing deep, dark secrets, I don't think. I, I, I mean, he's bleeding out, man. If it's just some questions, it's worth it. Yeah, I'll do it. Give me the coin. When it touches your skin, you feel a small charge run up your hand, and you can feel it specifically pass through your heart and into the back of your brain and back down through. All right. And she snaps her fingers, and the suit of armor comes from below. And the suit of armor picks up TJ, precariously balancing the sword so as not to cleft him in twain from sheer weight and gravity, uh, and carries him into the back, and Sturm follows. So gentle. Okay, do do we want to use any of these now? Do we have any pressing questions right this second, or should we save them? I mean, we don't really have a lead at the moment on the spear. I mean, if she's really this sort of artifact dealer or whatever, there's a chance that she knows. Uh, She did have like a newspaper article about the Chosen, so yeah, that seems to reason. Okay, I mean, that would be the main thing that's on my mind besides, I don't know, seeing if she had any idea of what Nash did with those circles exactly. Okay. How do we phrase that one? The spear one, I think, is easy. Just like, where is the spear of the chosen? But the the Nash one, there's a lot of moving pieces. Uh, in yeah, there. I guess lay it out. You know, lay it out like a this just the scenario. This person set these circles. This is what those circles do. And then we ask, who was it performed on, or what were the other things that were in the other circles? I feel like the who is the more important thing because we have no idea what the hell he did with it. But knowing what we're up against isn't a bad call either. Uh, I mean, well, we can ask the who sure, and first and depending on what we glean from that, yeah. maybe ask what happened to them specifically. I like that. I dig it. I'll give it a try. She may know nothing anyway. Hell, that's what we need to know. Do these charges get used just because we ask a question even if she doesn't know it? Uh, I recommend you ask her that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) yeah. So you don't use a, got it. She's like, yes. And one of the gems darkens. (laughs) (laughs) What's, where's there anywhere good to get a burger around here? No, wait, no, sorry. That doesn't count. Okay. That, that's a plan. And I think we'll just kind of chill out and hope that she's not eating TJ in there or something. Uh, TJ, you are stabilized and you are healed four points. Uh, She takes you into what is essentially her living room, and she comes in with a cloak, and she lays it over you, and you get this strange sensation of things crawling all over your skin, and you kind of instinctively go to pull it away and look inside, and you don't see anything, and she takes your hand away and puts it back down, and you feel just this movement all over your skin, but you can feel the hole in you being knitted closed, and it takes about 15 minutes, and she takes the cloak off of you and exits the room and then comes back. You may rejoin your friends now. Thanks. No, thank you. You you saved my life. I feel like... I owe you something, but no takesies, backsies. (laughs) Oh, I think I've got what I need. And she escorts you out. And so she comes back out into the lobby with with TJ. He doesn't look awesome, but he is much better, and he is sans hole through his chest. Oh, shit, dude. I'm going to give him a big hug. Uh, thanks. I think I need to make a saving roll against my will, because that was (laughs) the creepiest thing ever. Uh, what did she do? She, She laid a cloak on me, and it felt like 
things were crawling all over me and it felt like someone was knitting inside me. Okay. Yep. Done. Done. Cool. Yeah. You're, I'm glad you're good. Yeah. Blah. Mm. So, Strom, hi. Yes. So how, how does this coin thing work exactly? Like if Jake asks you a question and you don't know the answer at all, does that still use a charge? It does because it costs magic to enact the bond between us to force the truth. Okay. And so the magic in that gem is used up in the attempt to create truth between the pair of us. What happens if he tries to lie? He can't. Oh. And to activate it, you must just hold the coin in the palm of your right hand and hold it over your heart and ask me the question. That way, it's not just us having a casual conversation and you accidentally ask me something. Oh, thank God. I've just been just totally silent, like standing there with my lips sealed <laughs> for fear of screwing that up. Um, okay, well, I think we have a couple of questions that we would like to ask. Oh, please, by all means. So I'll hold the coin in the right spot, like I'm doing the salute from Galaxy Quest. Yeah, and time rewinds. <laughs> Not only like 30 seconds. Seven seconds. 13 seconds. Oh, yeah, 13 you seconds. You scrubs. Uh. Um, where is the Spear of the Chosen? As you ask this question, you feel a buzz in your hand. And a little pink flash, you can see, almost kind of illuminates the skeleton in your fist. And her eyes glow pink, and she talks in a very, almost nobody's home tone of voice. The Shorsky National Park in Russia. It is guarded by a very, very ancient woman. Whoa. Whoa, indeed. As those words are out of her mouth, she kind of shakes her head a little bit to clear it. Um, you got one? You want to do one now? Um, Sure. You have a friend who helped you get past the magic wards in my home. I've heard his name, but I've not been able to track him down. Where does he live? Oh, uh-oh. Um, I tell her, I guess. And yeah, you feel the same thing as she asked this question. You see her fist pulses pink, and it's like you are thrown into a blank room, and you hear your voice, and then you're back. Like, there is not even a searching for information. It is just a regurgitation of fact. And so the two of you hear him say the address and the name of the apartment building that Rev lives in. Uh, maybe we did have some secrets. This... I have my phone out instantly <laughs> texting. This is a more dangerous thing than we foresaw, huh? Um, do we want to ask another one or not? I mean, I think we kind of need to, don't we? Is it worth whatever she's going to get out of me this time? I mean, it's not an exchange. I could just fire mine off real fast. That's a wonderful point. Um... Okay. I know I'm mostly Beatles, but as the old saying goes, welcome to my parlor, fly. I is that a real saying? I don't know. This is not this is not this is not coined to my chest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, go for it. Okay. Uh I'll do it again. First, okay, before I do that, I'll I'll explain the like scenario. So before I put the coin up, I'll say, okay, a few months ago there was a magic ritual in Indianapolis and there were Three circles at various points throughout the city. When the magic was activated, features, elements of whatever was in those circles were transferred into something or someone at the center of the triangle. We've seen the same ritual happen elsewhere on a smaller scale. Um, and then I'll put the coin in my chest. Who was the recipient of that spell effect? And again, the pulse from your hand and her eyes glow. I do not know, but it was not a major player. Okay, that's okay. All right, I'll, I mean, I'll pull the coin away and... Do you have another one? I think that's all we've got right now. Uh, she holds her coin back up to her chest. Who is informing to you about Gregory Nash? 
Oh, oh God. God. We should stop. <laughs> Don't think it matters. I, I tell her. The answer is drug from me. It's Ori. And she kind of looks around the room. I think I'm done for now. Do you have any others? I'll, I'll ask them. I think, is it worth it to ask who she works for? Yeah, go for it. Oh, God. I guess, I guess it would be if, if she's on his side, then we know what she's going to do with that information. I think it's worth knowing. Okay, I'll do that. That third one, I'll put it to my chest and say, who do you work for? Uh, the flash goes in her eye and she says, I work only for myself, but I serve whoever could offer me the most power. Okay. Shit. Shit indeed. Not- she is a mercenary. I think we knew that. Yeah. Um, it wasn't the the worst shit. It wasn't a, it wasn't a diarrhea shit, but it was a bad one. Um, okay. I think before we depart, though, I will I'll say, I know we told you this last time and I know we're not on great terms, but I just want to reiterate, literally the fate of the universe kind of hangs on our mission and that includes you. So you know what you know now. I just want to urge you to be cautious because if the wrong information gets to the wrong people, you'll suffer just as much as any of us, whether we like it or not. She kind of examines the three of you as you stand there getting ready to step into the elevator and she holds her coin back up to her chest again. Did you know that what Damien had in that jar was not my actual liver? No. And she nods and puts the coin back in her pocket. This will only work in person. I'm sure I'll be seeing you again soon. And the elevator door opens. Isn't lovely to meet you. <laughs> yes, I'm sure that we will become fast friends. Okay. I just backpedal slowly into the elevator. And it closes. So I mean the second that that elevator closes, I have my phone out and I'm calling Rev. And I'm actually uh, looking over at Jake while it's ringing. Text Ori something, man. Holy shit. Yeah. And okay. I'll, I pull out my phone. I start composing a text to Ori. Okay. Rev answers. Hey, what's up? Uh. Okay. So I, I'm sorry. I, there's not much time for this. You can scream at us later. Strom knows where you live. We were kind of in a corner. TJ almost died. Sorry, Rev. But Strom knows where you live. So I, I don't know. I don't know if you need backup, if you need help doing whatever you're going to do with that information. I'm sorry, man. If there's anything we could have done to stop it, we would have. But she had us in a corner. So I, I'm sorry. What? You got any place I can go? I'm sure I can get you. Uh, I don't want to say that here. Give me two minutes. And do you know where I work? Like where specifically? We've talked about this, right? Yeah. That That is the best possible space. Oh, TJ has somewhere too. Oh. But again, I don't want to say that in this building. We're we're on our way down, we're getting out of here, and we'll we'll get you some information. So I'd say my my suggestion first, and then we'll let you know. Okay. Godspeed. Love you, buddy. Uh f- <laughs> <laughs> and he hangs up. Uh okay, so I fire off my text to Ori, uh-huh. which is just a rant apropos of nothing about World of Warcraft. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> and it says it says so I have to say as far as raids go, Trial of Valor doesn't hold a candle to Mogushan Vaults. <laughs> Karazhan's not bad, similar to Siege of Orgrimmar, but whenever you can't swing 30 players, you can bring out whichever undercity ruffians need experience or loot on the server. <laughs> oh my god. Undercity's just rife with bored LFGs going around looking for undermanned raid parties you can recruit. <laughs> But it's the same structure as his, so the first letter of each line spells out, Strom knows you're our guy. (laughs) I love you so much. Oh my god, that's good. I was just thinking, like, what have I done? We've played video games together. Like, I know me and Ori have have played games together, so this stands to to reason that it's something we would talk about. (laughs) 
That is probably the funniest <sighs> damn thing I've heard on this show so far. And it's all so true. It's, <laughs> it's not. It's it's gibberish as far as I'm concerned. It is just the names of raids, like oh my and and cities. God. I don't know how good Trial of Valor is. Never done it. Oh God, I'm, I'm crying. That's how funny that was. Uh, it's it's uh, it's tough. It's pretty cool. Let's talk about World of Warcraft for a while. <laughs> what? He sends you a text back almost instantly. Uh, that is broken up. It's four lines, and it says, "Fun times." Uh, unless I'm busy tonight, I'm going to play. <laughs> Can we group up, Karazan, Please, I haven't been there in a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my heart is so full. Oh god! So you guys get down to uh, the lobby of her building. What are you going to do now? <laughs> they watched me compose that in real time <laughs> as they talk about World of Warcraft. I love you so much. Um, I mean, yeah, we either have a hell of a drive to get back to Indy to see if Margaret can get us back to the North Pole, or you got to try to get us back to the North Pole, bub. I mean, I can try. There's there's always an okay chance it works, so let's find out. Can we stop by IPT for a second? Sure. Great. All right. Roll Angel Wings. Uh, 11. Yeah, you guys appear outside of IPT. I'm going to walk in and I'm going to the lab uh-huh. and I'm going to grab some wolf serum. In-game shopping, how many are you going to get? I'm going to get three. All right. That'll be five gear points. Copy that. And they come, if you remember, on a little belt. Oh, how cute. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. They're like a little little strap, three for five. Yeah. One for two, three for five. I like it. You know what? I'm going to get six. <laughs> He is going to be a werewolf so soon. Yeah, and the guy actually who gives them to me, he's like, be, be careful with these. You know, these are addictive and some bad stuff can happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and there's a guy behind him in a lab coat with huge claws and a long snout. He's like, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's not looks make like, that canon. <laughs> looks like if Dr. Connors got had a different animal in <laughs> his a, experiments. Oh, no. Had a wild dog. Uh, could, DJ, could, are you taking any of these? All six of them. I like think he was. means administering them and not oh, bringing oh, them Oh, like along. right now? Um, yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. But I'm definitely testing one real quick with the tip of my tongue. You just cannot. Uh, uh, mm. Are you rubbing it on your gums? <laughs> it's the good stuff. You heal one-tenth of a point. Okay, I think we need to get back. Yeah, back to the igloo or back to Noel or somewhere uh, else? Ooh, uh, I think... I think the igloo is my opinion on it. I, we didn't get a chance to look around and see if there was anything there that they were doing specifically besides casting this. Um, man, that one that got away might have come back, but I mean, we I, I don't know. I, I think it's worth taking a look. Okay. All right. Roll Angel Wings. Double sixes. Yeah. 14. Yeah. You guys appear right outside the igloo. I'm going to look around, see if anything is evidently moving. Roll Investigate a Mystery. Okay. Why do I do things? Why do you do things? Six. You go over and check the upside down sleigh to see if you know anyone's hiding under there. And as you're kind of reaching around underneath, you hit a button and an alarm starts to sound. Oh, oh, turn it off. Turn it off. I'm going to go over and I'm going to turn it off. Oh, yeah. You you flip the switch and uh, the very loud rendition of Silent Night stops playing. Sorry. It's okay. It was just the car alarm, you know, just, just in case somebody decided to, you know, try and steal this beauty. Um, I'm going to go ahead and check the igloo. Is it like all busted up and torn down from when we sort of crashed into it? 
Yeah, it's in pretty bad shape, but you could still go inside of it. Yeah, I want to check it out. All right, so uh, you go inside of the igloo, and it's, like I said, it's pretty crushed inside. Uh, and you can see a couple of bedrolls, and there's a fireplace, and there's some books, uh, and uh, like a couple of coolers. Oh, man, this would be a terrible time to... Oops! Uh, you open up one of the uh, coolers to kind of look around, see what kind of food they were eating, and uh, it scoots a little bit to the left, and you notice that there's a little bit of a hole dug underneath that cooler, and you slide it, and there's a plastic bag with a book inside of it, and it's a very skinny journal, and there's only a couple things written in it, but it looks like someone's handwritten notes, like they have been researching Noel for a very long time, and at the bottom of the second page is a code, and it looks very similar to the code that you put into Noel to help repair her earlier. But it's not exactly. Correct. You guys see anything? Is it safe? Uh, I've got this journal here, but it's got a code on it. Very similar to Noel's, I, but it's not exactly. I don't know what it would do. I don't know if I want to try it, especially if it's from these guys. Uh, okay, if the coast seems clear, then I'm going to let Jingles out. <laughs> Of the pocket dimension again. I forgot all about him. Oh, man, that's, that's weird in there. Can you describe it at all? Yeah, man, it just seems like a lot of nothing, but like I'm aware, and that's real creepy. I was somewhere like that recently. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's like, hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> yes. Good God. I, I want to fist bump him. Like, Void Brothers, yeah. Yeah, we stared into the abyss and it stared back, but we don't give a shit. <laughs> that's, that's right, Jingles. <laughs> it goes something like that. Yeah, oh, boy. Uh, okay, nobody's got a trail on this guy, right? If not, I suggest we just start heading back. Yeah, sure. that's not a bad plan. Let's let's just go. Start trudging back, I guess. You guys walking? You hoofing it? Uh, is the, the sleigh's not operational anymore, is it? Uh, it is upside down. Uh, it did get fire rained on it. Um, <laughs> it a lot of the reindeer have been melted. You guys want to help me flip it back over so I don't have to try to super strength it? Yeah, that's yeah, sure. fine. Yeah, you guys are able to muscle it over, no problem. Uh, I want to do a systems check on it and see if it works. All right, roll engineering. That would be a 10. All right, uh, so you fix it. Excellent. Uh Wonderful. I, I'm sure some of the, the deer look a little messed up and everything, but for the most part. Yeah, some of them have like leg wraps and eye patches, and <laughs> mismatching horns, but they all, uh, they're all up and running again. Nice. TJ, it is legitimately cool as shit to watch you do this stuff, by the way. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, you know, it just came to me. I used to play. Okay, no need to brag. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> I guess we get in and get our asses back to Noel. All right. Well, I mean, it doesn't just start. <laughs> We've already established how you have to start this thing. If you would, please. <clears throat> on Dasher, on Dancer, on Prancer, and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donder, and Blitzen. And it starts and lurches back towards the village. So where are you headed to specifically? You're headed back to Noel? Yeah. Um, I think that you guys are not trying to rush there the way you were before. Uh, so you get back and you park the sleigh in front of Noel's building. And uh, as you get out, Santa and Mrs. Claus are outside again. Well, hello. Welcome back, boys. Oh, hey, Santa. Good to see you <laughs> up and about. Yes, it's good to be up and about. We uh, did it. Oh, did you? I mean, it seems like it, right? The dome's up. We The storm's gone. Yes, I noticed I can see the beautiful starry sky again. 
Um, point of interest, there is a vampire running around somewhere. Oh. So if anybody sees that, please let us know as soon as possible so we can kill the shit out of it. Yes, that would be good. Yeah. Was this enough to bump us to the nice list? Oh, well, I suppose once you kill that final vampire, it's not very nice to leave a vampire laying around. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Scott, it just seems like a higher standard than most are held to, doesn't it? <laughs> Those who can do more should. <laughs> Ooh, snap. Santa is... Well, I mean, the naughty and nice has got to be relative from person to person. It can't be all the same scale. I have the power to do good for many. Someone else may be able to do good for very few, but if they try harder and help one or two, and I try very little and only help a hundred, who's really the better person? I like it. I like where your head's at, Santa. Anyone can wear the mask. (laughs) I learned that lesson recently. Uh... All right, I suppose we should head in and uh, talk to Noel, huh? I almost broke the episode there because we have not taken time to talk about Into the Spider-Verse. I just want you to know the restraint that I'm putting out right now (laughs) to not bring this episode to a grinding halt. (laughs) As you guys step into the house, uh, and uh, it is back to what you originally saw. It is the nice, cozy wood cottage. Noel, are you here? Yes. Okay, so we're... Fairly certain we killed a vampire that was casting these sort of uh, storm spells. Um, But one of them got away. One of the, like, I think it was a guard or something. So we still have that to deal with, but we at least headed off the the big gun. Oh, I see. Can you tell me exactly where it was that you found them? Yeah, and then I uh, go ahead and tell her the exact coordinates. Oh, you found them exactly where the storm originated. Correct. Yeah, there's like an igloo that they were working out of. You see a screen appear in a picture frame on the wall, and she shows you a satellite image of the location, and you can actually see uh, it starts to flip forward a little bit, and you see the sleigh come into the shot, and from this angle, the igloo is almost invisible just because of its coloration, but you see the fighting going on. Roll investigate a mystery. I'll do it. That would be a 13. Nice. Damn. All right, you get a hold two. What is being concealed here? You can see uh, as it starts to flip through uh, the fight that you guys do, the vampire get up and run away as you're dealing with the spellcaster. And so you can see the direction that he is going. Which direction is he headed? Uh, He is headed south. To the South Pole. Son of a bitch. I I don't... uh, Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, Is there a way with this satellite image to, to follow that? To follow that trail? Yes. Now that I know his general heading, I should be able to track him. That would be awesome. If we can get a location on him now, we can go deal with it. Uh, And she starts to scan around, and you can see that it's picking up different areas. It's picking up different areas. The image is adjusting. And then you see a small fire, um, but it's burning blue. And you can see very small. This vampire is kneeling in front of the fire, moving his hands around. Okay. This location is approximately half a mile southeast of where you encountered the vampires originally. Okay, we should be able to get there pretty quick. Yeah, absolutely. Jake, you ready? I will do my best. Are we saying teleport to the igloo? No, no, I'm saying just, well, no, because it would take forever for us to walk half a mile. You said half a mile? Yeah, I did. Oh, God, that's not very, yeah, no, no. You told me you'd been going to the gym. (laughs) (laughs) What seems quicker there, the speed of our sleigh or 
jogging through the tundra for half a mile. It's probably an even toss because it was a couple miles away to get to the igloo mm-hmm. and the sleigh goes pretty well. Um, so it just depends on how you want to approach if you want to be approaching with the, the jingling sleigh and the music and the reindeer or if you want to be coming on foot. I feel like there's a certain sort of dread of just being alone on the Arctic tundra and all of a sudden you hear just like creepy Christmas music just getting closer <laughs> and sleigh bells getting closer. And... Sold American. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Sleigh bells ring, (laughs) are you listening? (laughs) What we could do is I could teleport back to the igloo and start making my way there. And you guys give me like a several minute head start. And then you bring the sleigh in so that I've got eyes on the guy by the time you come tearing in and I can catch him by surprise. I like it. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. All right. So who's going to drive the sleigh since it's not Jake? I mean, it's your baby, but I'll drive. Go for it. All right, start it up. Um, On Dasher and Dancer, Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. It backfires. <laughs> that again, but confidently, because it takes me a long time to think of those names in the right order. <laughs> we got to hear it. We got to hear it booming. Oh, my God. Give me your Santa. Can I write it down first? I mean, you could have, but now you've said it out loud and now they know. <laughs> <laughs> They're looking back at me with a stink eye. No, I mean the audience. (laughs) Oh, no. That's who I meant, too. By the way, it begins with now, Dasher. I hate everything about you in this now. Now I hate you. (laughs) Jake will mouth it to you. Dasher. On Donner. No. Which one? Dasher. Dasher and Dancer. Prancer. Prancer and Vixen. Comet and Cupid. Donner and Blitzen. It starts up. Oh, good Lord. I'll see you guys over there. Give me like three minutes before you take off. Okay. All right. So Jake vanishes and you appear back at the igloo. Are you sprinting? Are you sneaking? Are you? How are you going about trying to get to this guy? I imagine that I'm kind of estimating like not sprinting probably at any point because it was we determined that it'd be like an even toss to trudge there, right, mm-hmm. as to take the sleigh. So I'll move at like a normal pace for what's the landscape? like as far as like hills and valleys and stuff. it's very flat okay um then maybe go i mean can he just see me from half mile away like uh depends on where he's looking yeah okay sneaking then i guess trying to stay low all right roll act under pressure to sneak to this vampire by the fire (laughs) yes 12 ninja in plate mail tass roll act under pressure to drive the sleigh I was hoping you'd say that. I thought you were. (laughs) Ooh, seven. All right, so you can get there a little too soon. You can make a lot of noise so he's aware of your approach. Or you can get almost there and it's going to die. I'm imagining for any uh, watchers of Red versus Blue, just that very subtle polka music in the distance. Yeah. What the hell is that? <gasps> um, so as we're going, I'm going to get on my comm to Jake and say, I don't think he's going to not hear us. So hopefully we'll draw his attention. So you should be pretty clear to sneak up, man. And yeah, make the noise. All right. So you come tearing through the tundra. Um, you are ringing bells and singing carols. Uh, the reindeer are just singing along. And Jake, you get up right behind this guy, but he doesn't seem to notice the noise. There is this blue fire. He is kneeled in front of it and his arms are out. 
And you can hear him muttering very quietly. Okay. I am going to... Hold on. I need to visualize this maneuver in my mm-hmm. head. Mm-hmm. Go on. Is it the Riker maneuver? <laughs> so basically, I'm going to go up behind him with the garrote, and I am going to throw it around his neck and grab it so that like, you know, one end is around my wrist. I'm holding the other one so that I'm like noosing him with one arm and wrap the other arm over one of his arms. Right. So I've got him by the throat and I've got him by a shoulder and all he's got free is like that right arm. And I'm going to drag him away from this fire. All right. Roll act under pressure. Uh, Seven. Okay, so you can get it around his neck, but not get his arms. You can get both of his arms or you can get it around his neck and get one of his arms, but he is facing you because he starts to turn as he hears you. Uh, I mean, I'll take the no arms just around the neck. Okay, so you've got this garrote around his neck. Uh, The sleigh pulls up and stops, and you guys see Jake standing there with his vampire, and he's got the garrote around its neck, and then it seems like they're kind of in a strange standoff. So, like, he's clearly kind of stopped what he's doing. He's struggling with Jake? Yes. Okay, well, jump out and hold up the shotgun. Dude, hold still or we will just kill you. And I pull out a stake and put it up against his chest just so he gets the point. Boo. Oh, that was so bad I didn't even realize it was a pun. (laughs) (laughs) He thrusts himself forward into the stake. Oh! Um, If you want to try to stop him or stop him from decapitating himself, I will let you roll act under pressure. This is for both of you. I think for the moment I'll try to not let him kill himself. Yeah. Okay. Same. What did you guys get combined? I got a nine. And I got a nine as well. So 18. Okay, so a nine. Um, <laughs> between, between the two of you. Uh, yeah, you guys are able to, you see that it pierces his skin a little bit in both locations. His chest gets a little bloody and his neck starts to tear. Um, you're not able to loosen it enough to get away. You guys are all kind of just tightly clustered now. And it's really kind of on a razor's edge right now and that any kind of deviation from where you are right now and he's going to kill himself but you've got him very precariously balanced between the two of you damn dude Ooh, i oh i shouldn't try this um i kind of want to do I kind of want to stick my gun to the side of his head between them and pull the trigger with just the theory of, I know this isn't going to kill him for good, but it's sure as hell going to put him out for a little bit. Roll act under pressure to not screw up the balance they have going on. <laughs> okay. If that's what you're doing. Here we go. I support you. Oh! <laughs> that's a three. Uh, Tass sees the two of you kind of balanced in this very strange pose and he tries to put the shotgun in to help out and just the intervention of the gun kind of throws you both off and he pierces his heart and turns to dust. God, shit, shit. I'm so sorry. Oh my no, God. No, it was a good, it was a good idea. It was a good thought. <sighs> Guys, but... I'm useless. I'm, I'm so useless right now. Damn no, it. Oh, no, 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 man. Look, I'd rather have a dead vampire than one who might get away, so. And think about this. We're now on the nice list. <laughs> all right well that's that i guess for the moment let's get back uh i mean i want to take a closer look at the fire yeah you see that there is the fire is still there uh it is not quite burning as bright of a blue once his focus went away from it roll investigate a mystery Why why do i do things come on five you lean into the 
fire that this vampire was kneeling by and the very base of it is burning just a slight blue still as you get closer trying to investigate it it roars to life and grows four or five times the size that it was it makes a wall of flame that is blue and then it shrinks back down and standing on the pile of ashes is a very slight man wearing a vest and a pocket watch and he's got white hair that is slicked back and some spectacles very nice shoes and he looks at you Jake, and he looks at TJ, and then his eyes land on Tass, and he seems very surprised to see you. Tass Allgood, you're a very hard soul to track down. and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Welcome to Beyond the Dark. Sub-level 19 was nothing like the other floors at Machine Co. There were no alabaster workbenches, no spotless white carpets. Here, it was dank, dark, and that noise... A humming, throbbing sound like a sickly heartbeat hiding behind the whir of a great machine. A large metal cage loomed out of the darkness, backlit by an iridescent blue monitor, on which a cursor blinked idly. A metal panel slid out of an aperture in the cage near the monitor, and suddenly the cursor came to life. It read... Insert hand here. Beyond the Dark, a sci-fi anthology by Mark R. Healy, creator of The Strata. Find it at beyondthedarkpodcast.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts.